Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 13 of the Bashmania podcast. Today, two-time NCAA champ and three-time world champion Spencer Lee is on the show. Now, while quiet on social media, which we're going to get into in this conversation, Spencer has a lot to say about wrestling, Iowa, the world championships, Olympics, and so much more. Before we get started, please be sure to subscribe to the show. Follow Bashamania on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook if you want to join the conversation. And if you enjoy this podcast, please go and leave a five-star review on Apple. I would so greatly appreciate it. But now, let's get this show on the road. It's Bashamania! Let me tell you something, brother. He gave us everything he had in him tonight. What you gonna do when Bashamania runs wild? Oh, it's gonna be a good one. And business just picked up here on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Pokemon champ, Spencer Lee. How are you? I don't know about champ Pokemon. I play Pokemon. You're pretty good at it, too, though, aren't you? Like, you've been doing it a uh, long time. I mean, I'm... I'm... I'm okay. I've been. I mean, I've been to two. I've been to two tournaments. Oh, I've been to like five tournaments. But how did you do the tournaments? And by the way, well, I didn't even like, know there was a tournament. <laughs> there's like, there's like different. Uh, yeah, there's a scene for card and video game. I play video game, but uh, there's a uh, like different types of tournaments. Like a PCs is the smallest. Okay. S is like midseason showdown. That's like the second smallest. Then you got regionals and like then you got like the nationals and world and stuff. So dang. I, I, the, Two PCs and two regionals. Wow. I, I won two PCs. Um, I've taken, I took 17th. I won regional and I took 54th or something oh. like that. <laughs> That's awesome. How long have you been playing for? Um, I've been playing since 2013. Wow. That's a long time. Have you always been into gaming? I know a lot of wrestlers are into like Call of Duty and like that type of stuff. Well, I didn't get my first like Xbox or anything until I was like 14 or 15. Also, all I played was my DS. I just read books and played Pokemon. Yeah. So I did. That's pretty cool. All right. Well, let's let's go back. We're we're talking thirteen, fourteen. Let let's go back even earlier. As far as I know, see, it's funny. I'm so interested in the Spencer Lee story, and I don't even want to call it the Spencer Lee story because I know it's still so early on in your career. But everything up until now is fascinating. You grew up in PA as so many good wrestlers do. And you started wrestling, what, like five, six years old? I was six, yeah. And what got you started with wrestling specifically? It was just random, really. It wasn't like my parents didn't get me into it or anything. I chose to wrestle. Uh, so my parents obviously did judo. I'm sure you've heard that yeah. story before. But uh, so I, I, I was at school and all my friends wrestled. So they, they, I asked my dad one day if I could wrestle. And he was like, I haven't wrestled since high school. You know, my dad wrestled in high school to help his judo. And uh, so then I got started in wrestling. I was supposed to do judo, um, but there wasn't a lot of judo in, in PA. Yeah. 
athletes to start wrestling. So you didn't watch like WWF. You didn't no. wrestle for any other reason other than you were you tried judo and wanted to try like a different combat sport. And as far as I understood, you were really, really good from the get go, right? Yeah. I my first year I only lost one match. Um and my dad like sought out someone to beat me. Uh, <laughs> Wait, time time out. And, and how old were you at this point? I was six. And your dad's trying to find someone to beat you? Well, it's funny because around my local area, like no one could beat me. Like, I mean, I only I only wrestled like twenty eight matches or something, but like I was killing everybody. Still, as a six year old, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, but like I mean, you know, I I just was I guess I was just naturally like I had good hips or something. Yep. Wrong. I don't know, but uh, and I guess. My dad was trying to correct me on something, and I said, I like went like this. I'm like six, granted. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> and my dad's like, Oh, you know, you know, that's when he called my mom. And was like, We need to get him beat. We need to take a step back. So that's true parenting right there. Tough love. All right, we need to get this kid beat. Well, I just, parents say, Hey, my mom is, you know, national team member, judo. My dad was national team coach. So, like, they, they understood, like, yeah, know, wasn't like, you're not going to be like, know superstar at six years old so and then did you know at that time that you were going to be really good like you only lost no. one match how long did it take until you realized like okay i'm actually pretty well, good at this thing no well, the next year I, I turned seven and like the, the day i turned seven i went to like a eight and under wrestling tournament that was what i asked for my birthday i was seven and, I wrestled <laughs> eight. and I, he takes me to this tournament and i think i got like tech followed three times in a row <laughs> And then uh, my fourth match, this guy had tech followed someone that tech followed me. So my dad's like, let's just go home. And I was like, no, I have one more match. You know, my dad's <laughs> like, oh, my God, like that guy tech to do that. Just tech Spencer, you know, he's like, this is going to be ugly. So I go out there and I lose the match like nine, eight or something. My dad's like my level raised. He was like, <laughs> all right, he, he made me, you know, so we kind of just kept training on. And I went to uh, Tulsa Nationals when I was eight. Um. Never been to a national tournament or anything, and uh, like I mean, at this in this day and age, what do yeah. you just anymore? But back then, Tulsa was pretty tough. I mean, I the, but yeah, and I go and uh, he expected me to go to the, there's a chance bracket. Okay. At Tulsa. Like if you go zero and two, yeah, all the do is go to another bracket and they keep wrestling, kind of get your money's worth. Um, so the first match, I like pin the kid. And my dad was like, calling my mom, I'm like, well, I guess you can't go in the chance bracket now. So <laughs> whatever, you know, he's like, we'll see how it goes. And then uh, I had like the n- number two seed. It took second year the year before. My dad's like, all right, we'll probably lose this match. I go out and I, I win a gritty match, like 5-3, you know, I took him down like with like <laughs> pencil up to not go to overtime. And the kid was pretty good. Uh, I mean, I remember all their names if you really want to know them, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> even how, how do you remember that's I'm trying to think like I wrestled like when I was middle school, high school it was never any good. And I don't think I can remember one match. The fact that you, well, maybe like one or two, but to remember well, kids I, from eight, <laughs> a lot of the guys that wrestled then are in division one now. Okay. So. Fair enough. So it's easy. I mean, they're not, you know, I mean, like I say they're my age. So okay. I mean, they're my, they, you know, maybe a year younger year older probably yeah. yeah so i mean i should i mean like so i beat him his name is mario gillian I'm sure he's he wrestles at ohio um then I, I make the finals and i wrestled uh austin gomez <laughs> okay so no wonder you recognize okay these names are like yeah and uh he, he ended up 
I, I think I, I like took him down. He escaped, and then he smet mixered me, <laughs> helping my back. Second period, like I like stood up. He snapped me, smet mixered me, helping my back the whole period. And I think uh, I think he like rever- I don't even know something like that. It'd be like twelve two or something with like two smet mixers <laughs> and one escape or something. Um, so then I had to go to like true set like but my dad was like so shocked that i made the finals you know like he was like his level raised you know <laughs> like he, he went from wrestling guys close matches in local area to just killing everybody right um yeah and then uh that's he kind of told my mom like i think there's gonna be a lot of wrestling in our future so he was pretty uh he's like he's gonna be good my mom's like ah you, you don't know that larry you know so it's kind of so, so your dad knew that early on and then what was the progression? I mean, your your high school career, everybody knows, is, is one of the best. What, how, I'm so, I'm trying to think of how to word it. I'm so fascinated by mental toughness and self-awareness. Usually that doesn't happen until you get older and older. But when did you realize that to get better, even when you're young, takes a lot of self-awareness? How did you early on just from that point, from seven, eight years old to having an unbelievable high school career, now having such an amazing collegiate career, winning what three world championships in high school, two cadet, one junior, was it? How one do you, cadet, two. one cadet, two juniors? How do you continue to jump levels that early on? I mean, I just it's just focusing on really on improvement, not really on just like winning. You know, I mean, winning comes with improving. You know, if you improve, right. you're gonna win. Right? So I mean, it's just a lot of like, I mean, I attribute a lot to my 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 parents. Yeah. You know, my coaches. They, you know, I could I, I knew how to push myself, but like, I'm still kind of reliant on my coaches even now. Yeah. You know, to push me, uh, they help a lot. So I mean, it's just a lot of team team effort of keeping that going and. uh it was. I mean, it was tough, but I mean, does it does it change after you? When you you've had so many different, I don't want to even call them lows, but you've had so many different points where the average person, it's hard. Either you've had both, you win at the highest level, winning cadet and junior world championships, and NCAA championships, but you've also had the matches like you. It's fascinating that it's like you lose at Big Tens two years in a row and nobody doubts that you can go out and win national championships and you do like you, it's still from both the, the winning everything and then continuing being good or losing and continuing being that good. Even from an early standpoint, have you found yourself doing consistent things to, to keep the results consistent? Well, I mean, we have a lot of things that we do. I mean, we have a mental toughness routine that we use here at Iowa. The whole team has a, does that called 10 minute toughness uh we do stuff like that just to keep uh you know yourself centered yeah your mind strong i mean i think your mind's like to me it like i don't know if i've ever really been like muscled around or just got my butt kicked in wrestling because the guy was just flat out better than me i think a lot of what happens to me is just my, my mental so just just keeping my positive mindset and focusing on what's the next best thing and the next score and things like that. It's kind of been the difference for me. So do you, do you get over a loss then pretty quick? And are you no. just, no, 
no. So, because you don't lose that often, but I mean, that's a tough question because I mean you have to get over it because it's over, you know. But I mean, I, I mean, I've always had a hard time with losses because, like, well, yeah, I don't lose a lot, but I mean, even if you did lose a lot, I'd hope you're not used to it. Yeah, no, for <laughs> sure. And from a standpoint of, you know, the the amount of fortitude it takes that if you lose something like Big Tens that you then dive right back into getting better. Like that takes, that takes a lot of like mental strength. I think like to not have your confidence waiver to not like pow, like that takes a level of maturity. I think um, that it, that not everybody has a lot of people would lose and then, then they lose their confidence. They lose their, their courage. They lose so many things, but you don't seem to have that problem. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, the coaches keep my confidence up. My teammates keep my confidence up. I mean, I know I'm, I know how good I am and how good I can be. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, to be honest with you, I really don't care about big tens. And I, I mean, yeah, I care about NCAAs, but I mean, like I do, yeah. I'm not saying I don't care about them, but like I would give up all my national titles just to win Olympic gold, you know? And that seems like the, the yeah, and that seems the general consensus. You know, I always talk every year. It seems like it, or maybe every year, and then every four years, it really the conversation gets brought up from a standpoint of like, what's the most important to a youth wrestler? Olympics, Worlds, and NCAA's, and everybody always says Olympics, but few. I don't want to say it's 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 so much harder to win Olympics than anything because if nothing else, it's only every four years. At nothing else, there's more NCAA weight classes. You get to do it every year. And and then the Olympics, and you even have already world championships. So Olympic championships really the only one that's eluded you. What's that? Did world championships. Yeah. Um, what, and, and what's the... What's the difference for you when you decide... You know, and this is not a a way to to get your Olympic plans out of you, whether you have or not. But what what's your mindset like? And then I want to go back to Iowa real quick. But what's your mindset like when you decide whether or not you want to go for a senior world championship or an Olympics? Or I mean, you, there's no difference. Like, I mean, people ask the questions like that. But like, the thing is, I'm, I'm even if I I'm training for Olympic gold. I was training for Olympic gold three years ago right years ago, you know like you're not tra- you don't train for it the year it is uh, you don't it's win true. like that if you're just training for Olympic gold that year you're probably not going to win i'm sorry to break it to you you should be training for Olympic gold every day every you know all these all these other tournament stuff is, is just a stepping stone you know that's why i say do i really care what that is yes i care yeah um i really want to win every time i go out there you know because you got to treat every match like it's the olympic gold medal match or the olympic semis yeah or, you know what I mean? Like, that's just how your mindset's got to be. You know, I hate hearing people like, all right, it's my senior year time that, you know, you get dedicated. But imagine if you were dedicated seven years ago, you know, and so you, you can't take that stuff, the time back, obviously. But so that's why that's, that's all. That's, that's a difference. Do you think there's a difference in I, th- I think one of the reasons people do say that and I don't know, I'm, I'm guessing, but. I feel like in wrestling specifically, one of the reasons people say that is because of the difference between folk style and freestyle. They focus on folk style. Do you think it's that big of a deal then or no? Wrestling's wrestling, man. 
that's it. Wrestling is wrestling. I mean, you might be able to argue Greco. Yeah. But, I mean, I still think wrestling is wrestling with Greco. It's just different. You know, you just, it's just the way you, you, the way, like, I mean, if you ever watch me wrestle, you, you could literally watch every single one of my college matches, and I don't think I've ever hit a funk. Interesting. It's just because the way I scramble is different, you know? Yeah. Um, And it's not because I'm thinking about freestyle, just because I just, to me, going across your back is just isn't good wrestling. Yeah. You know, I'd I'd rather almost give a takedown than go across my back, you know? Because I'm going to just get out, and then I'm going to take you down. That's just how I think. You know, I I, I get frustrated when I get a beautiful shot and the guy, Russell, just dies over top and funks. I'm just like, that's (laughs) awesome, dude. Right. You know, good for you. Uh, you know, I mean, I, sometimes you have to. Like, I don't mind it if it's like I beat them dead to rights. You know, they're on their heels. It's yeah. the only ditch, but I, I just get frustrated when that's all they do. Because, you know, I don't think that translates well into, you know, if you want to win the Olympics. But, I mean, most guys that do that, I mean, I, I'm not going to say don't win the Olympics, but they, they don't. Yeah. You know, maybe I shouldn't say that. I don't know. No, I, but, I think you you speak from a place of experience, though. You're not you're not well, you speaking gotta be able that. to wrestle. You know, you got you to gotta be able to scramble. You got to be able to basic fundamentals. You know, all, all that. That's still wrestling. Like, even if people don't like it, just because I don't like funk doesn't mean it's not yeah. good. You know, it's just everyone has a different opinion on it. And I just think that funk should be last-ditch effort. Yeah. You know, like, not your first defense. Right. Whatever. No, I agree. I, listen, I think you speak from a place very few can can speak from, given it how much success you've had at at really all different levels. And is that why then, like the last few years, you know, you haven't really focused on a world championship at all? Is that really why? Like just no. because you're just just know that I would if I could. Okay, fair enough. Um, so you're when it when it comes to. I want to back up a minute here. I know this conversation's all over the place, so forgive me. I'm just I'm fascinated by different points. You, you talk about Iowa. I feel like as a fan, I was confused when I feel like there was moves like three years ago or whenever it was that was like you went to Iowa, Soriano went to Penn State. People are going different places that didn't make sense. I always thought Soriano would either stay at Rutgers or go to Iowa. I thought you would end up at Penn State. Don't know why. Just seemed like you were a Penn State guy. You're, the way you carry yourself from a from a personality standpoint, and like I'm like a Penn State homer. I, I was um, Cal was one of my first clients in my digital agency, and then after it was Varner, then Taylor, Les Sigmund. Those guys all I got in really early with them. So and never going to college myself. Penn State's like as much my college as anything else. And knowing those guys, like you were such a good fit, and you were from Pennsylvania, it seemed natural. What made you want to go out to Iowa? I mean, obviously it's such a legendary program, but like, what was it that got you out there? There's so many things I could talk about. I mean, I wrote a freaking, I don't know how many pages it was, four pages on why I went there. Really, I gotta read that. I haven't seen that. I don't know where it is now. <laughs> I'm sure, my dad would know where it is. He probably has it freaking framed, but <laughs> like the Declaration of Independence on an office wall. <laughs> I just just it answered a lot of questions, you know, um, about why. Um, there's just so many things that went into it. I mean, I have a quote that I remember. It was saying Penn State was like the easy decision, but Iowa was the right decision. Okay. Um, that's that's kind of like that. That kind of sums it up because like Penn State was easy. My girlfriend lived 
in Pennsylvania. Um, my family lived in Pennsylvania. My friends lived in Pennsylvania. They're national champions like seven years in a row. Yeah. You know, um, they had a spot at 25 open. There was no one there. Well, not no one, but you understand that. Yeah. That they're that I was the guy they wanted at 25. Right. So I mean, I mean, everything kind of fit together, right? But I just couldn't like I couldn't pull the trigger. Like about four or five times, probably I almost called Kale to commit to him, and I couldn't do it. Wow. You know, I just couldn't do it, and uh, I just it's because it it didn't feel right. Um, something about Iowa just felt right, and uh, you know, Terry Brands was kind of the coach that really recruited me hard and you know me and him i wouldn't say i have like a father-son relationship because that's weird right but i'm <laughs> saying that, that's how close yeah we are you know like when i say i love terry brands i truly love like he's the man yeah uh and uh i would do anything for him just as he would do anything for me you know and i think that's how our relationship kind of had fostered and you know I, I couldn't imagine him coaching against me like it was almost like like not like blasphemy you know but like it was just in my head it was yeah. just like that's just screwed up. Like I should never have, he should be in my corner. You know, I mean, when I, I mean, I, I had a dream growing up that I would be coached by either Terry Brands or Kerry Colat. That was like my dream. So interesting. And now fast forward, you're at Iowa, you're living in Iowa. And what do you do for, for, for fun, your spare time? Like, I know you, you play Pokemon. Do you do anything yeah. else? I mean, I play video games. I, I, I shoot archery. I read books hang out with my girlfriend, my friends, my teammates, my parents. Yeah. I don't have that much free time, but when I do, I, I like I like doing stuff. You have such an interesting persona. You know, you from like you're very likable. Like like I said, I'm a Penn State guy and I'm such a big fan of yours cuz you're very likable. You have that you have humility, you have good character. Um and I remember when you ran out to the Pokémon theme song. Like everybody was like loving, like how can you not love this kid? And I feel like there's such a with with NCAA athletes and even wrestlers especially, you're so focused on what you do. Like I'm blessed to have so many great conversations with guys like you, Yanni, everybody else on the show lately too. But you don't get to see so much of that. You don't like the average person, right? Like they don't get to see. And social media is interesting because you have you don't want to get distracted by it, but you're, you're starting to like. Social media is an interesting topic. That's for sure. Let's talk about that for a minute. Do you do you think about growing a brand right now at all? I mean that I hate social media. I hate every every part really? of, it, every of it. I hate every second being on it. But I I do have a like not a brand, but yeah, I I, I I do see myself as like an ambassador of the sport and the University of Iowa. Yeah, and I do have not like a following, but like I I, I mean there are people that are a fan of Hawkeyes and you know wrestling, you know, and it. I mean, I think Jordan Burroughs and Kyle Snyder do a great job, you know. I hope one day to be kind of like that, right? Yeah. Like, you know, David Taylor and Jaden Cox and all the all the world team members and all the all the national team members and all those, you know, the, the superstars of our, our sport. They all, uh, you know, they, they do a good job branding themselves. I, I only have social media for that purpose. Um, yeah. My girlfriend made me get one when I was, like, in eighth grade or something. I refused. Um, but... I mean, I think my I think my story of social media is like a little a little different than most people's. Um, there's a reason why I think maybe I'm popular in social media yeah. and stuff is because Flow um, started getting big when I came up. You know, like okay. imagine if Flow came out when Carrie Collat was in high school. Yeah, that's how I would describe it. Like, so like every like I, there. I mean, 
junior high rankings, all that stuff. Like I was like with with flow from the beginning, you know. Yeah. Um. So they they had been covering me since I was nine or ten or whatever. You know, they, they I remember they threw a throwback match of me at like the Tulsa <laughs> or something. It was uh, Reno against Joey Costa. He actually just committed Ohio State now, so good for him. But uh, that's kind of funny. But. Yeah, it's it, it's such a different world. Like even I feel like it's interesting for even coaches. Like if you look at all the top coaches, look at Brands, look at Cal, look at look at Tom Ryan. All these guys, they didn't grow up with any of that, and now they have to yeah, coach knowing that. Hard for them. That's why. I mean, we have Morningstar yeah. here. He is awesome. He does a great job branding Iowa, and, and uh, he does a good job recruiting kids off social media and stuff. Because I mean, Tom, like Tom and Terry. Um, they're not old. Yeah, you know, they're fifty-one. But like, it, they, they didn't like you said they didn't grow up with it. So to them, it's it's foreign. Yeah, you know, they're more of like a writing letter kind of yeah. guy. Where I think I think recruits of today they want you to post a picture with them and they want you to tweet at them and stuff. You know, like because you know they people care about likes and retweets. Yeah, and like like I I don't care. I I just want to um represent my university and my my coaches and my family to the best of my ability. But so like sometimes I I see myself trying to force posting on stuff because like you know if I continue to be successful you know having a brand is helpful um you know with lots of things yeah um, but I I also struggle with social media because you know I, I I'm ridiculed pretty hard because of the way I wrestle um kind of like uh all over the place the last two years so yeah and you're really like I remember. <laughs> Just last episode, actually, I was talking to Yanni about it. And it's like, you guys are a part of something new because no generation has come through social media and seen how it's played out. You guys are the guinea pigs of starting your careers with social media. I mean, I'm 33, and I didn't have a Facebook until I was four years out of high school. I started, And I was, I was on the same page as you, believe it or not. I actually started my, a Facebook account only because I wanted it when I launched my company. I knew it was the way to reach people. So from communicating to people, I had to have it. Um, yeah, now, especially back when Facebook just came out, it was so big. Yeah, and now it's like you athletes are in such a standpoint of when when kids come out of college, a lot of brands are like, okay, what's your influence? Okay, yeah. what's your reach? And it also can make or break if they're deciding between five people. They try to look to see if they can see what you're, what you're like. Wh wh how do you engage with something? It's almost like you're you're actively building a resume, while at the same time you can't get distracted by it. It's nuts. Yeah. Well, I mean, and we're twenty years old, and you know, um, like I, I can't I can't follow anything during season what anyone says yeah. stuff like that not because it bothers me but because like i'm like why like why do people yeah. like opinions like like people say some crazy stuff you know especially on social media when you know like, oh, I could, there's I such it is, like anonymous but like people don't care no like, they're keyboard say, warriors <laughs> yeah i don't see that i don't mind that at all they could tell me that i suck and they would whip the crap out of me in person and i'd be like that's great like, right I don't, like I don't like maybe you would kick the crap out of me. Maybe you punch my face in, but I mean I don't really care. Because <laughs> I all I want to do is like I said is represent the university to the best of my ability and you know build a brand and hopefully uh, you know continue to grow it. And you know my, my my girlfriend tries to help me with that uh, just because I I just suck at it so much. Um, 
like I don't know. I just think it's it's like like my coaches don't like it either. Yeah, uh, they hate it. Like they 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 would rather the entire team delete everything. Most coaches are like that. Yeah. So, I mean, I, all all I post is like if you see my Twitter, my Twitter is pretty much just me retweeting. <laughs> commenting on pokemon stuff so yeah yeah I, people used to get frustrated like i know some iowa fans last year were like dude like is this all you do like, <laughs> I, was like because, I, I enjoy it you know i don't know and it's funny because it does it gives the fans another level of access and we we're kind of talking about that with like you're so many people want to learn more of and watch more of and as fans of people social media has opened the doors for us to see into people's worlds to the degree of what they want to put out there. So if you're a wrestling fan and one guy puts a lot out there and somebody else doesn't, you're like, come on, why aren't you posting as much as so-and-so? Or why aren't you doing what he's doing? Well, I think a lot of guys my age, too, they care about it a lot. Like, I, yeah. I they'll post and then they'll put a story and say, go, like, comment on my new post, stuff like that. Like, you'll never see <laughs> Like, 10 years from now you won't see me do that i i just like i just i don't care and not like the the number of likes i get on a post like it, it's a it's a freaking right it doesn't do anything like i mean the only way i guess is like so i mean i i personally hate instagram profiles where their entire profile is just them posting about products or ads <laughs> yeah. i do my account will not be like that like there's no way yeah i just like that's crazy. Like, I don't care if I have 280,000 followers. I'm not going to post every 10 days about some protein powder, you know, like it's just, CBD oil is big now. With, with... Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> like I get you make, it's easy to make money. Like there's some people that that's their, like their livelihood. Like there yeah. are Instagram people that all they do is post about products and they make thousands. Like, you know, they make yeah. six, like six figures a year. I'm like, what? Yeah. It's wild. Crazy. Yeah, and it's too like I remember, I, I'm, I sit back and I try to just take it in because part of what I do for a living is just watching behavior, and that's what marketing is, and it's fascinating to try to understand some of it. Like, I remember tweeting something out, um, and I wasn't calling him out, but it was after Robbie Howard posted pictures at like four different universities, and I remember tweeting like, I've never been in that standpoint, but it's crazy to me that somebody puts on. Um, like a school outfit or a hoodie or anything before they go there. And I wasn't like insulting him at all. Cause I'm like, listen, I've never been in your position. That's today's era. The kids, they care about, it's all about how you look like, like some, there's some kids that I've seen that have like 500 followers on Twitter and they're, they're posting like 15, 20 times a day. And like, I'm not putting down like their followers. I'm saying like they're, but like, they're really just, they care so much about, their image and how many likes they're getting and stuff, you know, and so they're really trying hard. And I just like, I, I can't understand it. You know, like, I mean, my, my philosophy on social media is, is if you just win everything, you're going to have a lot of followers. Yeah. No, you know, like for sure. Look at Kyle Snyder and Jordan Burroughs. Like Jordan Burroughs was almost at a million followers on Instagram. Yeah. Now he does a good job marketing himself, but like he also wins everything too. And, you know what I mean? and it's also a different world because these are guys who, Kyle's different because he he had social media in college, but a lot of the guys like I don't think David Taylor had Instagram until post college. No, he didn't. I don't think either. I mean, it wasn't big then either. Right. It's so new. 
Like, I didn't get an Instagram until 20, 2014. Yeah. I think 2015. And it's interesting because if you figure <laughs> out, like, how much yeah. they get going on, like, it's it's wild how much you can get growing up. You're you're still in college. You're doing all these things. Like you're 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 learning so much about life, and you have all these people watching you. Even if you don't try, even if you're not trying to get followers, like you said, if you win, you naturally get more followers. You're gonna have people like Flo that are talking about you, and people talking about you. You get more of an audience, and then you have to start. And a lot of kids do get distracted by it. Like um, Robbie Howard called me back out, and he's like. Well, dude, you've never gone to this school. I'm like, bro, I wasn't trying to put you down at all. I'm like, I'm just, I just don't understand that culture. Like, I, I see people that post something and they don't get enough likes in five minutes. They take it down. I don't care. It, it, I, it's, I didn't get my point across. Like, if I, so I didn't even want to retweet. Yeah. Um, video. Uh, I, I retweeted, like I quote retweeted this little, little stud we visited. Yeah. At a hospital, like I don't want, like I don't want to post that, yeah, because people think I'm posting it because I want people to see it. I don't want yeah. people. I've been to that hospital multiple, multiple times, yeah, and I've never posted it. You know, like I, I, it's not about that. It's about making that kid's day. You know, like I, I, I can't wait to see him at Carver. You know, hopefully, yeah. hopefully I'm able to go up to him. Hopefully, you know, he'll have a mask on and stuff. But yeah. like, you know. It just, I hope he has a great time. You know, he, he, that's all I care about. Like, yeah, I wouldn't have posted anything if it was a humankind or something. I don't know. Yeah. They posted a video on it. I wouldn't have said anything. I don't I mean. It's hard because intent gets lost. And like somebody who has pure intent, like you do, it, it I don't want to say you don't get credit for it. Cause you're not looking for credit, but the authenticity is so often lost in social because you have people posting just to get the look at me. Yeah. Yeah. I just, all, all I want, like, I don't, I don't care about that. Yeah. That's a good mindset to have, man. It's really, especially knowing how much like you, you have years left of still competing in college to where you really can't do any brand deals right now anyways. And you still have to not get distracted by it and not, you know, like, Yeah. Uh, well, listen, man, I know you got to go to an event at school. I don't want to take too much more of your time. I really appreciate you just taking a few minutes and, and hopping on here. Um, and I look forward to seeing you compete soon. Yeah, it'll be fun. Awesome. Thanks so much, man. And that's today's episode. You know, I'm starting to see a pattern here of wrestlers with such a unique perspective on social media. A lot of them wanting nothing to do with it. I'm going to have to bring in some wrestlers that love it so we can get a contrary viewpoint and try to double down on that conversation of the pros and cons of social media. And if you want to hear that conversation, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and tune in next week. Be sure to follow at Bashmania across all of social media and join on the conversation there too. Until next time, see ya. And the beat goes on.